that's why I call my thing the marathon because yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie and, and, and portray um, this ultimate poise like I've been had it figured out. Nah, I just didn't quit. That's the only distinguishing quality from me and probably whoever else going through this or went through this or is gonna go through this is that I ain't quit. I went through every emotion. I went through every emotion with trying to pursue what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And I think that what what gonna separate whoever's gonna try to go for something is that you know. That's, you know, you're gonna really take the stance if I'm gonna die behind what I'm, what I'm getting at. Fuck where your hoes at, but where your roads at, where your backbone, nigga, where your cold at, where your down since day one, real bros at, where them stories that you telling all fold at, where your heart, nigga, where your soul at. We got old school ways we expose that. Ain't no guarantees, but you know that. Niggas die every day, can't control that. I think that. Our reaction to being disrespected, we gotta, we gotta, we have to reassess how we react. You know what I mean? I think that we've been known as as hip hop to make songs, and that's a part of it. I mean, we gotta, we gotta go a step further because I think that it's like a disease in our body. Once you start giving it a treatment, it'll get immune to the treatment, and you gotta try something else to kill that disease. So I think protest music is important. I think that YG was a genius. What's up, y'all? Yeah, it's your boy Bengali Dumbia, also known as BG Speaks. I just want us to remember, it's a platform to teach young kings and queens to prosper, an avenue for education, enlightenment, social advancement, and just dope content. On this platform, we do not discriminate, and we choose to find all aspects to build and making sure our audiences are always, always staying aware. Um... Where do I start? Shout out to anybody that been listening to me so far. Um, episode four had a pretty good turnout, you know, talking about traumas, identifying it. And uh, I just would like to tell my, my tribe, thank you, because it's not easy. It's not easy trying to create content. It's not easy trying to be aware of yourself and what you're doing and um this sunday i i didn't put out any episode five but it's better late than never you know sometimes we we got our mental battles that we face you know and um this week happened to be kind of one of those mental battles for me but that doesn't one thing it's like something i always tell my students it's like whatever's going on outside like at home you know, don't let it affect your schoolwork. And it's, it's, it's really hard to tell them that, right? It's really hard to tell them don't let what <laughs> is going on at home not affect your schoolwork. It's, it's extremely hard. But being able to give them methods or just a space for them to be vulnerable, right? When each morning my students will come in and we will have like daily check-ins. And at first, when we started the check-ins, at first, when we started the check-ins, they were like, yo, this is corny, Mr. Doombia. Like, why are we doing this? Like, we didn't do this in my last school. And as time progressed throughout the year, I realized some days I will purposely skip check-ins. And they'll come at me like, why we ain't check-in for? And I would smile because this is when I knew. 
that it was working. This is when I knew that they needed vulnerable moments. They needed someone to constantly ask them what was going on with them, you know, before they walked into their classroom space. And, um, you know, when, when you've been given a model to, 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 to function with, to work with, it's hard to know if that model works or not. But when you stay consistent with that model and you keep going with that model, you start to see individuals who are, uh, that you pour into, they start to grow. And um, on this episode, I just want to speak on the process of learning to be present, learning to enjoy where you're at and stop living in what you have envisioned your life to be. For quite some time, I've always personally, I'm always, I've always been a person that like lives in his mind. And um, it, it, it's made me very resilient. It's um, made me very strong. But at the same time, it has its deficits because I kind of stray away from reality, you know. And um, as I grow older, and it's it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing, you know. It's a beautiful thing to be able to acknowledge that, you know, it could be, it's, it's a great asset of mine. But at the same time, it could be one of my greatest flaws. Because as I grow older... I got to be able to identify what's in my mind, but also what's in front of me. And, um, like, going from high school, no, from middle school to high school to college, I, I lived in my mind, and it got, me, it got me really far. Because you, you tend to check out when you've been around certain types of struggles. You tend to check out when you've seen constant arguments or, you know, domestic violence or, you know, just coming from an environment that's just hostile, you check out, you become numb on a lot of things, you know, and uh, I see that all the time with my kin, whether it be my students, my peers or people older than me, where they constantly checking out just to kind of go back into the happy space. One of my coworkers, I remember there was like a toxic, it was like a toxic situation that was going on and she, and she looked so unbothered, and I looked at her, and I'm like, yo, you good? She said, no, I'm just in my happy place. Like, I checked out. And I was like, like, I was fascinated by that, that she can check out like that. And that's something that a, another coworker of mine once asked me when I was walking out. She said to me, why is it that you can just get up mid-conversation and just leave? And, like, I literally had to, like, stand there in that moment and identify, like, what the hell is going on with you, Big Ali? Why did you just leave? And I realized that for so long, I've been around so much negativity that when I feel anything negative, like, I just walk away from it. Like, screw all of this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't, I don't want to mentally deal with this right now, you know? I don't want to put forth my spirit into this because at times you have individuals who will bring you down in a negative way mind you you're so resourceful and useful to others to the masses like your life calling is is deeper than just face value 
you know, the part of my mental that sometimes I just live in is because it's that visionary part. It's that part where I'm trying to create. I'm trying to, you know, contemplate the next plan. How does the next plan look? But when I'm called on, when I'm checked, like, on some, yo, you need to be here on, on the ground, like, I appreciate that, too, because it's like, if I'm always living in my mind, how can I be able to create that? How can I be able to put it on paper? You know, and uh, just the, the other day, like, um, I saw a certification program that I was interested in. And I'm like, you know, I'm apply, I'm apply, I'm apply. And uh, the last days were coming and it was trickling down and I made it happen. You know, I didn't spend no bread in getting and trying to get into the certification. I made it happen for myself. But it was one of the first steps for me of not living in my mind. Because in my mind is the certification I've been I applied to it. I got it. I went through the sessions. You know, I'm done. Now more than ever is I catch it in my mind and I make it into something that's real. I catch it in my mind and I make it into something that's real. If I need to communicate something with someone with to, to someone I, I envision it in my mind, in my spirit, I feel it, and I communicate with the person in the moment how I feel. Because when you keep things so, when you keep things mental, like all in your mental, all in your mind, that's when you become overwhelmed. You become, it, 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 you kind of get angry at times. You, you, you know, you don't know how to process certain things. You may take more time than others, and that's okay, family. If you take more time to process certain things than other people, it's absolutely okay. Like, it's it's your life. You feel me? You, you're, you're probably really good at other things than trying to process certain specific things. And if you know that that's a deficit of yours, that's a flaw of yours, it's something that you could possibly work on. And remember, Rome was not building a day. Nor was Egypt, nor was Mali, Timbuktu, the greatest library in the world. But I say this to say that take your time. Take your time in growing. I knew these things were some of my deficits because of my past relationships. You know, whether it be with family, whether it be with uh, the opposite sex, you know, like, I know these are my deficits. I know that some of my deficits was communicating how I felt, you know, communicating the hurt, communicating... Uh, communicating in the moment, right? Sometimes I'll delay it, and it's something I'm still working on until today. Like you know, trying to communicate effectively in the moment. Like, what's going on in your mind, golly? Like, how can you express that, golly? Did what that person say hurt you? And it's not about being soft or anything. It's about yo, you're in tune with your emotions, and you like to know that you know others understand the perspective you're coming from, and. Also, try to understand their perspective as well. And in a moment, you guys probably won't understand each other's perspective. And that's absolutely okay, right? Because, like I said, Rome was not built in a day. But if we work on trying to be present, we work on trying to be in the moment, you know, we're going to we're going to get to that place where we can finally understand each other. We're going to get into that place where we can finally work together. You know, sometimes we, like going back to my last episode... Our traumas run so deep that you don't even know why you do the things you do today, you know, until you actually go back. And um, just a, 
a testimony was today I just today I was with my mother and my, my little sister and the other day I just had a moment with my mother like she was like you know you don't talk to your sisters enough and I'm like yo I talk to them I talk to them how I need to talk to them you know I, I talk to them I try to be in their lives I try to be as present as possible but also I'm dealing with life too and um, you gotta understand ma like they have to deal with life too. They have to be able to forgive um, their pops. They have to be able to forgive you. They have to be able to forgive me. Shoot, I don't know what I did, but forgiveness is all around. And today my little sister was venting and I was just working on being present. And I was just listening to her and my, and my mother was there. And she's, that little girl is so beautiful. She's so self-aware. She started, and my little sister, I'm so proud that she goes to therapy. You know, she's been going to therapy since, what, 11th grade, of high, 11th grade year of high school? And now she's in her freshman year of college. Beautiful. And um, I, she when she started talking about her father, my father as well, she says she said in her statement, I don't want to start crying. But, Ma, do you know how hard is it to not, to not see a man that could really talk to me, to show me what it is to look like a man? That I got to look at my older brother. Like that's the only thing that I have. And then she started crying. And all I could do in that moment was just get up and just say, let me just give you a hug. And I looked at my mother (laughs) and I just, I told her, like I said, Ma, remember the conversation we had last week? Like a few days ago. She was like, yeah. I said, I ain't saying it's your fault or anything. But you got to let individuals deal with what they need to deal with in their own time. And you can't force them. That's when I knew that we all are in our divine timing. We all are living in our divine truth. You know, some days... You obsess over where you can be and how you will be there. That you never truly embrace where you are at or how to get out of it. Some days you're in a situation where you want to get out of it, right? But in actuality, the universe has not allowed you to get out of it because you didn't get the lesson that you needed out of it. And if you do get out of the situation, the universe has given you the way because... It understands that you've gotten your lesson out of it. And sometimes we just don't get the lesson. So it will repeat itself until the cycle breaks. Until that cycle breaks, you will be in that specific situation. When you have finally learned your lesson, finally understood the reality that you're in, everything starts to change. I mean Everything starts to change. Your heart opens up. Your mind opens up. You know, you smile more. You you live in gratitude. You live in abundance. You live in understanding that I am full of peace. I am full of honor. I am a king. I am a queen. You know, I am living in my truth. You know, every step that I take is a step towards wealth. Every step that I take is a step towards life. Every step that I take... You know, and when you start to live present, in the present moment, you stop living in pain. Do you know how many of us 
are fueled by pain, are fueled by the fact that a parent wasn't around, are fueled by the fact that, you, you know, this is the only way out if I could just go through this pain, go through this pain. And it's all part of the process. Of course, we're going to take pain with joy. Of course, with joy, there's going to come pain. But if you focus your energy on the joy piece, watch how your life unfolds. You'll have individuals in this lifetime that will obtain everything material, but their spirit will die. You'll have individuals in this lifetime that will have fulfillment spiritually, but they may not have material wealth. In what you are present in is what you will obtain. And it's a beautiful thing because many of us may have this spiritual awakening that's there. But now we must be able or learn to materialize it. <laughs> I don't want to get too deep there because... Because this is a, that's like a whole different realm. Like, if you're into spirituality, I guess we can have a conversation another time on that. But being present for me was understanding that the universe was at my command. God was with me. That I could be able to try anything that I wanted. I, I dropped out of my master's program a few years ago. Because I lacked being present in a classroom space. Like I was so I was so in my mind and spiritually in a place where I was just um I was just looking for something, you know, like and if you ask me what I was looking for, I couldn't even tell you. I was just looking for a deeper meaning to life, you know, a deeper meaning to, to my existence. Why am I here? Like, you know, and I'm not the type of person to just like some days I look at earthlings, I call them earthlings, and I, t- I look at people that talk about what's going on on earth, right? And I'm like, yo, like, do you not see what's going on in the universe, man? <laughs> do you not see that, you know, people are crumbling, <laughs> like the world is, yeah, like, but then I had to understand that, golly, not everybody gonna see the world the way you see it, and that's okay. But you have to learn how to see the world the way others are seeing it, because you're going to be a beacon of light at some point to a person's life. And you need to be able to be there for them. Like, you need to be able to support them to the best of your abilities. Not It may not even be their abilities, but your abilities. Because you respect your abilities. You trust your abilities. You trust that you can take yourself to the next level. You trust that at some point you'll be able to take somebody else to the next level. Right? But that's all in being in that moment. You know, and uh, a good brother of mine, like, we went out today, and I appreciate him. I appreciate him. appreciate him. I appreciate him so much. Uh, he, he says, I thrive with being present. I thrive with being in the moment. The only time I'm, I'm not in the moment is when I'm in a space where I'm uncomfortable. So I... I I kind of get into a different mental space. And I respected that, you know, he shared that with me, you know, like, because a lot of brothers sometimes, you know, we just don't, we don't, we just are not as vulnerable with each other. But as of lately, I think in my moments of 
trying to be real and trying to walk in my path, I've been really vulnerable with brothers, really, really tearing myself into pieces. Like, you know, telling brothers about my heartbreaks, telling brothers about my disappointments, telling brothers about certain immature acts of my own, like how how they how they can get out of it, you know, enjoying little moments with individuals, whether it be five seconds to five minutes, because I don't know if I'm going to get these moments again. Enjoying the I love you's that I get or I appreciate you, you know, or the ones that I'm giving out to individuals that I appreciate with all my heart or I love with all my heart. You know, just reflecting back on the the happy moments, the joyful moments. Also reflecting back on moments that, you know, if it does happen again, how can I better approach the situation? You know, and I've I have i had to learn I have I've had to learn that but when I came home from college I was so caught up in making moves and doing what I needed to do that I didn't face what was going on at home. I didn't face my own personal traumas. I, I didn't want to face it. I, I had goals. I had things to do. I don't got time for that. I don't I don't have time to to have to figure this shit out. Um, excuse my French. I don't have time for that. But in actuality, the more I, I, I remain grounded and I remain present and I and I took those blows and I started to understand why I was doing the things I was doing, why I was saying the things I was saying. I started to build a relationship with whether it be parents, whether it be siblings, in relationships that are still ongoing. And you're learning more and more to just put your phone down and just listen, right? Put your phone down and just lock eyes. Put your phone down and just breathe. Put your phone down and just, you know, Tell her that she's everything. She's everything to this universe that she walks in. You know, for my fellas, for my ladies, giving him the the affection that he may need. You know, identifying his love language as much as he identifies your love language. You know, we we live in a world sometimes where we're so caught up in our goals and our ambitions that we tend to to not give the little things that will help us blossom, help us grow, you know. We all we are constantly reminding each other of the pain that we've been through so it can motivate us to the next level. Screw that. Let's shatter that. Let's let's shatter that thought. That thought of I have to be immune to this to get to, to where I need to be. We need each other. In order for me to be present, I need you. I need you. Like, I need you to... I need you to be here with me. And I know you need me to be there with you. We need each other. We need each other to grow. Whether we, whether we believe it or not, we need each other to grow. In your lifetime, I realize the people that I've mentored are, and I was present with them in the moment and going through it and listening and identifying and sitting them and coaching them through the process. To be honest, they're doing pretty well for themselves. But not only are they doing pretty well for themselves because of what happened in our conversations or our sessions or whatever, 
they also watched me cater to my own life and see my own difficulties, see how vulnerable I am with myself, see how vulnerable I am with others. And they're like, yo, that, I mean, he's not just telling me this. He, he really going through this with me. I appreciate my cousin. Uh, he gave me a, and we were just chopping it up per usual, just building. And um, he said, growth comes from uncharted th- territory. Growth comes from uncharted territory. It's something to think about. In my In my process of wanting to be present, of wanting to be, I've had to grow. And it hurts. But it's so empowering at the same time. It's so empowering to know that once you grow, you you walk in your truth. You know, once you... It's like in the beginning of the episode, I had a little nip playing. You know, it's how we take disrespect. How I used to take disrespect in the past was lashing out, you know, and... And uh, just being mad, like, you know. But now more than ever, how do I take this respect? I communicate. <laughs> I stay positive. I remind myself that even if you're disrespected, the disrespect is not a reflection of you. You're growing. Being present has helped me, you know, just... Just learn about myself more, you know. Work on taking accountability. Sometimes we got petty ways that we need to let go of. Sometimes we got old ways that didn't work for us in the past. And we got something good going on and we want to be petty again. It's not going to work. Growth comes from uncharted territory. Territories that you never explored. You have the power to explore those, those spaces. You have the power to... Be a beacon of light to yourself first, you know, before you try to be a beacon of light to anybody else. You got a calling. Your calling was never to be selfish. Show me a selfish man, I'll show you a miserable man. Or woman. Yeah, they may look like they got everything, but they dying inside. <laughs> but it's all part of the process, right? We all growing. We all learning. And I told y'all, my platform is just it's just about being it's just about being vulnerable. It's just about us just like growing and just learning from each other, you know. Um, just to just to kinda wrap this up, you know, my for me to get into the mode of being present, I had to, you know, really be real with myself. I had to really go in front of the mirror and um and look at myself like, yo, who are you? Like what type of individual are you? What do you what do you strive to become? What type of man do you want to be to a daughter, to a woman? Just what? You know, uh, have you forgiven yourself? Have you forgiven others for hurting you? Have have you done this work? And and I think that being the the, the part of being present for me started back in undergrad where like I just had to look at myself and it was just disgusting who I saw. I didn't like it. I didn't like that person. I didn't like who he was. Even coming back home, shoot, I didn't like who this person was. 
what people saw as a smiling person, I didn't see that for myself. So I had to, you know, really be in that dark space and really be real with myself. What is it about me that I love? What is it about me that I hate? What is it about me that I want to change? Who's the yin and the yang? Like, what is that for me? And that's 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 a job that you're going to have to do. That's a job that you're going to have to just look in the mirror and be real with yourself. Do I need some therapy right now? Do I need to get closer to God or something? Do I need to talk about my feelings? If so, how? What, what method? What path? These are the questions you need to be asking yourself. When you when when you hit when you hit that brick when you hit that brick wall, how are you? How are you facing it? It's so much. It's so much. Like you could go through a situation today and you 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 get mad you get so angry and and in reality both parties may be at fault both parties need to sit down and just you know reevaluate themselves like oh okay what is that i know that i need to work on for real like because how did we get here that's just being real with yourself though It's really just being real with yourself. It all starts with just being real with yourself. It's all started with just is I don't remember that meek line, but he said, take yourself outside your body and look at yourself. Like really just look at yourself. I think it was in Blue Notes, I believe. But just look at yourself. Are you do you like what you see? Just be be honest with yourself. And this right here, when you when we learn how to become present, we learn the art of abundance. We learn the art of attracting what we want. We learn um, how to step away from a situation that doesn't serve you anymore. We learn that because we know we deserve the best. We know we deserve the world. We know we deserve to be at peace. It's not easy. <laughs> But it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful process. When you watch that flower blossom, you're like, yeah, I see you. Okay, you've been doing that work. Okay, skin glowing. All right, I see them teeth. All right. Okay, girl. Okay, girl. I see them thoughts. Your joint's sitting. Okay. You go, boy. I see you over there, out there expressing your emotions. I love it, brother. Keep it up. Keep your chin up. And you see people on the side cheering each other, not hating on each other because they were present with themselves. They were so good with themselves that they are good with others. They are good with others succeeded. I'm like, yeah, you go, girl. I see you creating your brand out there. But you better do that. You better do that. You know what? You you inspire me. I'm like, you look at bros like your big bro. Like, you keep doing what you're doing, man. It's love, B. And even if they hear and it's cool, still spread the love. That's you just being good with yourself. You can't you can't defeat that. You can't defeat love, man. It's not something you see. It's something you feel. You can't defeat that. You can't defeat loving yourself. Y'all are beautiful people. And um I just wanna thank my tribe for always tuning in. You know, how I knew that being present 
will enhance my thinking. Simple. I sat my ass down and I said, look, you need to work on certain things. <laughs> you need to work on certain things. You can't be you can't be out here trying to teach your kids the queens to prosper if you ain't trying to if you ain't trying to be transparent and what we gonna get these like in a lot of my episodes, just me being transparent with you, like, you know, what what I'm going through. You know, what is it that I'm facing? What's going on in my family? What's going on in my love life? You know, my love life, we'll talk about that at some other time. Because sometimes I'll be trying to figure that joint out my damn self. But we'll figure that out. But what's going on? And I just, I smile because I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I enjoy life. I enjoy living. I enjoy speaking to my tribe. I enjoy just, you know, just growing. And, I mean, as, as I grow, we all grow. We all build. Always remember that love is law. And like I said before, growth happens in uncharted territory. Please take that in. Remain beautiful, remain strong. It's your boy Bengali Dumbia, also known as BG Speaks. Until next time, peace. Stories that you telling on fold that Where your heart, nigga? Where your soul at? We got old school ways we expose that Ain't no guarantees, but you know that